The following is entitled, Love Comes from Insults. This is a comedy set I recorded back in January of 2023. Uh, It's not necessarily a comedy special, but it is something I'm very proud of. It took a couple of years worth of work to put it together. It's about 30 minutes long. Thank you so much for listening and all the support over the years. New comedy dates are to be announced coming soon, so pay attention to the next few episodes for that. Looking at you, Cedar City. Possibly Holiday possibly other places. Anyways, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Dynamic Wit Comedy Show. Coming to the stage, please welcome Chase McPhee. I'll just keep standing here looking like the whitest person ever. I don't know what song that was. It wasn't one I requested. I don't know what street cred you think I have, but that ain't it. Is it the jean jacket or the ankle socks that made you think that was the song I needed? (laughs) That song's like for Shaniqua from Compton, and I am at best Abby from Provo. Boy, oh boy, what a night. This is, this is fantastic. This is, I've performed on the stage many times. This is easily the biggest crowd I've seen here, so thank you guys. Some of you are probably uh, on dates, and good for you. I am not jealous. Uh, I do not like dating. And the reason I do not like dating is I don't like exes, right? I don't like my ex, I don't like my wife's ex, and if any of you have exes out there, I hate them too. You're cheering, but you're someone else's ex, and I hate you on a little small level too, just so you know. I don't mean to sound bitter, but you know, I, the, the reason I don't like exes is because you know, someone always gets hurt. I mean, sometimes people in relationships, they remain friends, and that's fine. But a lot of times, someone gets hurt, and then it's awkward, because one of your friends usually wants to date your ex, and that's always a fun conversation. They come up here like, dude, are you going to hate me if I date your ex? It's like, dude, if you date her, you'll hate yourself. <laughs> I don't mean to sound bitter, but please understand... I got dumped 15 times in the span of two years by the same girl. <laughs> that causes some bitter feelings. Bitter enough that you, you, you know, especially in this business, you come up with some really mean jokes. Most of the jokes I won't say, I'll say this one. Uh, <laughs> one, time, uh, one time not too long ago, I learned that my wife, my, well, my wife, it's my ex, I'm just going to come out and we'll start over. (laughs) My ex married a farmer, which is good, because she deserves to be with someone who knows how to work with a cow. (laughs) It's going to be a good show. (laughs) 
Please understand that is not a fat-shaming joke. There is a saying in life called stubborn as a mule, which is probably a more accurate description of my ex. She was very stubborn, but calling her a cow was more fun. Uh, <laughs> she was stubborn. I was stubborn. You break up that many times, it turns toxic. We would fight over the dumbest things ever. One of our worst fights we ever got in was whether or not I had ran a red light. And uh, we were going to this thing. I went through a light. It was yellow. Halfway through the inter intersection, it turned red. She gave me crap for running a red light. I defended myself, got into this huge thing. And her big argument was she knew it was running a red light because she had learned about it in traffic school. <laughs> my, def my defense was I've never been to traffic school. <laughs> that is the only fight with a woman I've ever won. <laughs> and I know I won because she did not talk to me for three days until I apologized. <laughs> and the reason I apologize is because I am codependent. <laughs> and here's how codependent I am. I don't even like comedy. I'm just trying to make you guys happy. <laughs> you guys are a fun crowd. Been in front of some smaller crowds at some sketchier places. You walk out and there's like colored lights. Standing up here feeling like a stripper. <laughs> I kind of feel like a stripper right now, but not because I'm going to take my clothes off. I just, I just disappointed my father. <laughs> I'm going to say some mean things tonight, as, as you've already heard. And I want you to know... Uh, I don't make fun of something unless it's something that I actually am not bitter about. As a comedian, I'm a damaged person. The meaner you are to me, the more I want you in my life, right? <laughs> and in turn, that's kind of how I, I, I show back. Just to put it in perspective, my best friend is my best friend because of how mean he can be to me, right? Like, he once told me he thought I was going to die a virgin. And I was like, I'm married. And he said, I know. I have two kids. That's two proofs of not a virgin right there. Another time he saw a picture of me and my dad fishing in Montana and he said, even in that picture your dad looks disappointed in you. <laughs> so let's just be clear, like, I, I, that's how I formulate with, with love and, and respect. It's twisted, but it's how it is. Even right now some of you are probably thinking something insulting about me and after the show I would like to hear it. Uh, and if you don't have anything, here, I'll give you a freebie. I know that I look and sound like Napoleon Dynamite had a baby with Ray Romano. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are a fun crowd. I, uh... I, I carry this rock with me every show. My stepson gave this rock to me for good luck a while ago, and I do not do a show without it. And anytime I've had it with me, the show's gone relatively well, and I'm glad you guys are laughing, because if it doesn't go well, I will throw this at him. <laughs> so keep doing your part, please. You're, you're doing great. He's here tonight, hanging on every word, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that uh, they got my name right when they introduced me. I've done shows where they haven't got my name right. I've been introduced as Chad McPhee. 
Let me be very clear. I do not own enough tank tops to be named Chad. <laughs> Chad is Karen with a penis, okay? So... All right. Eventually, the way I am with, with stuff, you know, it, it, not everyone understands the mean humor I have, and I get that. And there's consequences. I'm scared for when, like, my kids get older and we're in an argument and one of them says something to me horrible. Like, let's say just we're fighting and one of them calls me something like an MF. Well, do I calmly talk about that like a parent or does my comedic brain kick in and say, well, I might be an MF, but remember, it's your M that I F. If that joke made you uncomfortable, please understand it's much worse for me because my in-laws are here tonight. <laughs> my wife told me they were coming and I thought, ah, I should have married an orphan. <laughs> the real reason I say M and F is because I'm from Utah and that's how we learned how to swear. <laughs> We just say the first letters, and for some reason, God doesn't count it. Because <laughs> in Utah, like, we've invented our own way of speaking. We've decided we do not have to pronounce words the same as other people. We have a lot of good hikes around here. We don't say we're going hiking in the mountains. We say we're going hiking in the mountains, right? And we have a city in southern Utah spelled hurricane. hurricane. We pronounce it hurricane for no reason at all, right? <laughs> And sometimes it's a whole phrase will change. We don't say, I need to go to the doctor. We say, here's some essential oils. <laughs> we don't say we got married late in life. We say we disappointed our parents. <laughs> we don't call it segregation. We call it BYU. That's a favorite. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the essential oils thing for a minute. You guys seem to like that topic. My humor got me kicked out of an essential oil sales meeting. Uh, the lady who was doing the sales pitch uh, was, you know, it was a group of us, and I'm not making, they didn't make fun of the product. I just made fun of how she presented the situation. Uh, she told us that her husband used to struggle with low testosterone until she rubbed some oil on him, and then he was fine. <laughs> okay. She said, any questions? Yep. <laughs> Because clearly what she's not understanding is that to men, any oil can be essential. <laughs> so I rose my hand and I asked her, what oil do you use if that oil lasts for more than four hours? <laughs> she told me if I couldn't take it seriously, I needed to leave. So I got up, took my free samples, went home and boosted my testosterone. <laughs> Uh, 
I'm glad everyone's having a sense of humor. <laughs> you have to have a sense of humor. Um, there's another comedian I worked with. He, he was surprised to find out I was LDS and a comedian because he thought that being LDS meant that I had a learning disability. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you read okay to me. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, um, I, I, I'm from Utah, and uh, pretty stereotypical Utah family. Grow up, go on a mission, come home, get married, have kids, then turn 25. And uh, <laughs> I waited till I was 31 to get married, and every family party I would go, I'm spitting everywhere. <laughs> Front row's a splash zone. Uh, hopefully you're vaccinated. <laughs> Or not, or if you're not in it, that's cool too. <laughs> we'll just avoid that topic. Um, every family party I would go to, the older I got, my relatives would be like, oh, still not married yet, huh? It's like, yeah, well, also not divorced yet. That feels pretty good. Because <laughs> look, from my perspective, divorce is always a scary thing, but especially from the guy side of it. Because if a couple gets married, it's a beautiful thing. They grow together, grow this life, buy a house with like a white picket fence and plate glass windows. And then they get divorced and the man moves out and he doesn't have a white picket fence and plate glass windows. He has a one bedroom apartment with a plate, a glass and a window. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I told that joke, the lady in the front row started cheering and she said it was because she left her husband without life. To which I said it sounded like he got the better end of the deal. Um, I, I, I do love my family. Um, they're uh, uh, a different kind of family, especially for Utah. It's a very cultured family. My stepmom is Chilean. My stepbrother's Chilean. My older sister married a guy from Vietnam. I've got two Vietnamese nephews. And my little sister was adopted from Thailand. I'm the minority in my own family. <laughs> now, you chuckle, but it's pretty messed up getting called Uncle Cracker every Christmas. I love being from a family like that because I feel like I'm pretty cultured for the most part. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, I come off as a little bit culturally unaware, as, as do a lot of us. But sometimes you'll see an entire city that's culturally unaware. Uh, is anyone in here from Cedar City? <laughs> Don't be shy. After this joke, we're both going to be canceled. <laughs> if you drive into Cedar City from the north side, there is a sign that says BLM and points to the left. Now, I know in this particular instance, BLM means Bureau of Land Management. I know that. But in our society and culture, the way things have evolved, BLM is much more known as Black Lives Matter. And if one is to interpret that sign as Black Lives Matter, they'll notice that that sign points directly to the county jail. <laughs> Don't applaud that. Who was clapping for that? <laughs> oh, heck.
One of my uh, buddies, he got married recent or not recently. It was a oh, we're cutting out. Okay. Uh, one of my buddies, he got married to a girl who was much younger than him. He was my age. He's in his 30s. His wife was almost 19. Almost 19. That's a little young. Right? He told me that they met online. And I was like, well, of course you did. Because how else does someone your age meet a girl born after 9-11? <laughs> I bet the first question he ever typed to her was, you're not a cop, are you? When they fight, it's pretty bad. It's, it, it's, it's pretty bad. I feel bad for him, but I, I try not to laugh when he's like, sometimes I feel like I'm just fighting with a child. I'm like, hmm, well, something looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and graduated high school last year like a duck, then. Almost 19. Let's just tell you how young that is. Who here remembers the Spice Girls? She doesn't. That should be your number one indicator right there. If she's too young to tell you what she wants, what she really, really wants, she's too young to get married. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a stepdad, as I mentioned before. Uh, my wife came with a son. I'm a stepdad, and you've heard my jokes. This is the influence she wanted. Uh, I love being a stepdad, but there are times where I'm probably a little too competitive because we, we go back and forth with each other. And uh, one time I went to get a drink of water, came back, he's on my spot on the couch and he's all smug. He's like, I stole your seat. And I was like, mm, I stole your mommy. <laughs> he can dish it back just as bad. He told me he wants to be just like me when he gets older, but successful. When he was 11, uh, my uh, wife asked me to take him to his fifth grade maturation class. <laughs> and I thought, I'm a stepdad. I, <laughs> it's not my job. <laughs> this is a hall pass. <laughs> Wasn't a hall pass. I took him to that maturation program. A few nights later, uh, we, were, we were talking, and he asked me what humidity is like. And we live here. And I was like, well, humidity is kind of like normal. Everything's just a little bit more moist. Further in the conversation, I realized he'd mixed up his words. He was actually asking me about puberty. <laughs> I said, well, puberty's pretty much like normal. Everything's just a little bit more moist. <laughs> I joke around a lot, especially at home, and, and I, you know, sometimes you wonder if it's too much or if you're going too far, and you just never know. And one time, uh, my stepson told me, he said, Chase, sometimes you're an emotional jerk, but you're funny. And that struck me. I was like, oh my gosh, I joke around so much, and I never stop to realize he thinks I'm funny. Do you think we're going to have like a sentimental moment at the comedy show? <laughs> He's a great older brother. My wife and I have since had uh, two kids together. And uh, there were some things I was not prepared for when, uh, when my wife was pregnant. I did not know that when your spouse is pregnant, everyone just wants to know the gender. 
immediately, no matter how far along you are, they just want to know the gender. It's not as simple as it used to be. Used to be, doctor goes in, takes a picture, you're having a boy or a girl. Now you have to wait like 18 years for that kid to tell you what they're going to identify as. <laughs> Didn't know this either. Didn't know when babies are born that they're purple. <laughs> Would have been a nice something to expect. Instead, the doctor pulled out this creature that made it look like my wife had an affair with a grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> People are asking me if I was ready for my daughter to be born. And I said, no. No, I'm not ready for her to be born because she is coming into the world at a time where there is an infectious disease everywhere. I mean, it is a global pandemic. And I'm not talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about boys, <laughs> right? Because men are the number one threat to women. Like, how am I supposed to protect this girl as she, as she gets older? And because there's no cure for the threat of men towards women. They almost came up with one a few years ago. They invented this thing that almost interact, you know, uh, it, it almost eliminated interaction between boys and girls completely. It was called Xbox. <laughs> then they made this man repellent for women to use. It was called Twilight. <laughs> Some men would still watch Twilight, but they were not a threat to women. <laughs> fun to, to, to do this stuff, um, and I am always thinking of jokes, and, and I did get an offer a few months ago to go do a comedy show in Hilldale, Utah. <laughs> yeah, see, you guys know me. <laughs> I think they invited me before they did their research. Uh, for different reasons, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. I didn't end up doing this show, which is probably good, because... Knowing my mind, I'd probably get on stage and say something, wow, if you don't know, Hilldale's a very strong polygamous community. They're, they're evolving and they're changing some things, but a very strong polygamous community still. I'd probably get up on stage and be like, wow, it's great to be performing here at The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> and some guy would be like, sir, there's kids here. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Hey, kid, my mom's dead. Can I borrow one of yours? I loved getting that offer and telling my friends I was going to go do a show in Hilldale. And they're like, oh, are you going to go get another wife? It's like, no, I'm going to go donate the one I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, let me just clear something. I, I know I've made some jokes that could possibly be defensive or offensive for, for people's life and how they live. Like I said, my mom passed away at the age of 40 when I was in high school. Life is too short to not live how you want to live. Whatever your happiest self is to you, that's what you deserve to live as. So, Unfortunately, what makes me happy is making horrible jokes. <laughs> when, my, when my kids were born, uh, I did not realize uh, how much work it was. I used to make fun of the fact that people would say being a mom is the hardest job in the world. And I don't make fun of that anymore because I had to be a stay-at-home dad for an entire day once. 
Now I think moms are, are, are borderline superheroes, and I'll justify this because I know there's a lot of husbands and fathers who go to jobs that they are miserable at just to provide for their family, and that is not nothing. But remember, when you're at your job, you can still go pee with the door shut because you don't have to worry about whether or not your boss is going to choke to death on a Cheerio. I'm surprised the universe allowed me to have kids and procreate because of how much attention to detail, like you are always paying attention. It is so hard to be paying the proper attention to like a baby who's, who's changing, the di changing the diaper of a baby who's also spitting up and also pay proper attention to a murder documentary on Netflix. <laughs> you have to pay constant attention. And I'm still a guy who broke his foot because he thought he was at the bottom of the stairs. By the way, thank you for supporting our cause tonight for, for Loretta. Um, when we were starting open mics years ago in St. George, there was me, Cole, Shane, and, and Loretta. That was kind of the constant. And, and so being able to give something back to her is really cool. So thank you guys very much. What else should we talk about? <laughs> the other day, I was listening to my wife's podcast, and she was talking about some of the things I don't do, and she wishes I would do. And it was a long list of things. And then I remembered she does not have a podcast. It was just a voicemail she left me. <laughs> it was really long. It had ads. My wife and I, uh, my, my wife is six years older than me, and we did meet online. We met on Ancestry.com. <laughs> six years older than me. That means when my wife graduated high school, I was still at recess. Like, I remember being in elementary school, watching high school girls drive by, being like, oh, someday. Little did I know... Test. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Don't heckle me. <laughs> Just kidding. That's my wife, by the way. As usual, it was my fault. I'm going to start that joke over. When my wife graduated high school, I was still at recess. I remember being in elementary school, watching high school girls drive by, being like, oh, someday. Little did I know she's looking at elementary kids going, oh, someday. She does put up with these jokes all the time. She tells me these jokes are getting old. I'm like, yeah, but so are you. <laughs> I'm going to tell one more, and then I'm going to justify all of these, so, so you know. My wife is 42. I am 36. And if anything in our marriage goes wrong, her next husband is probably 27. 
My next wife is Eva. <laughs> Apparently I have a type. <laughs> and she probably has good credit. <laughs> so. Okay, so. I understand I might sound like what my stepson calls an emotional jerk with some of these jokes, but let me be clear, my wife has earned every single one of them. <laughs> Remember at the beginning I said that the meaner you are to me, the more I want you in my life. And I married her. <laughs> so let's go over this. So, this is an actual conversation my wife and I had, and it is public, it is posted on Instagram if you wanna verify any of this. A few months ago, uh, I was in a comedy competition on this stage, and out of 15 comedians, I came in first place. Very excited about that, right? Thanks, 12 people. Uh, <laughs> Your support sustains me. <laughs> if it was any less people, I would have thrown my rock. Um, <laughs> I was walking out of here feeling very good about coming in first place, and I sent a text to my wife letting her know that I had won. Her response to me, just because you came in first doesn't mean you're a winner. I did not reply. <laughs> to which she said, <laughs> uh, whoops, there it goes. Oh, no clever response, funny man. I guess we know who the real comedian in the family is. <laughs> You will stop cheering for her in a minute. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, stop mumbling. What? Dump her? Dump her? <laughs> no. You ever made an Italian woman mad? Neither have I. I'm not going to. I said, I'm sorry I'm not clever enough to post other people's TikTok videos like you. She said, I appreciate that you finished this comeback while sitting on the couch instead of helping me clean the kitchen. My priority level is understood. I said, I appreciate that you're doing the dishes at your sister's house because our sink remains full. She said, at least my sister respects me and unlike you, she's good at what she does because she is a winner. I said, she's a middle child. She wins nothing. <laughs> she said, someday I'm going to tell our middle child what you just said about middle children. <laughs> I said, because like all good moms, you use your children as leverage. <laughs> Here we go. She said, why don't you ask your mom? Oh, wait, you can't, because my mom...
you cheered for her. You thought I was Putin, now you realize I'm Ukraine. I'm just fighting back, okay? I said, I guess that's why I married an older woman. I'm just missing mom. She said, before you sass me, check your email. That is a terrifying sentence to read. <laughs> Clearly, she has an ace up her sleeve. I check the email, and in the email, there is a confirmation receipt for me to go see my favorite comedian. This was a very expensive ticket. I thought the show was sold out, didn't think it was possible, and there it was. I was going to see my favorite comedian. She wins. I, the only thing I've won is a lifetime supply of giving foot rubs, because there's no way I'm coming back from this. But because I know I've lost, I might as well say one more thing. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting me these tickets. I can't believe you did this. This is amazing. I love you so much. Thank you so much again for buying these tickets with my paycheck. <laughs> you guys are an amazing crowd, just so you know. Thank you so much. I'm glad you are here. Thank you guys again for, for joining our cause. We've all had a lot of fun. Um, we'll see you on the way out. Uh, we'll take a picture up here. Thank you again for coming out. Have a good night, guys.